Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. This is episode 39, where we are going to be diving into this whole perimenopause thing, the menopause thing, and our sex hormones. And I am really excited to be joined today by Dr. Andrea Purcell. She's been practicing naturopathic medicine and influencing the health of women for over 20 years. And she uses a very holistic approach that takes into an account a woman's endocrinology, biology, genetics, spirituality, and daily life. And these pieces dramatically influence a woman's ability to be happy and well. Dr. Purcell is licensed both in Arizona and California, spearheading telemedicine, you know, using telemedicine virtually for women around the U.S. And in addition to practice, she has published a nutrition or cookbook called Feed Your Cells and a book on being over 35 and pregnant, literally called Over 35 and Pregnant, which is her personal story of pregnancy as an older mom. And she's a sought out speaker on women's integrative health. And I am just very excited to have you on the show with me, Dr. Purcell. So welcome. Thank you, uh, Dr. Alex. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to jump into our topic today. Me too. So let's just, let's just dive into this thing. Perimenopause. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's no coincidence that this is episode 39, right? Yeah. So, I think about that. Start to enter perimenopause, right? Start as early as age 35, um, but it's really between 35 and 50 that women start entering. And, um, you know, when you and I first spoke, you were saying, gosh, you know, Dr. Michelle, there is just so much confusion around perimenopause. So, so what do we really need to convey to your listening audience? So, you know, I think a great place to start, because I hear this from a lot of women is, you know, they, they go see their primary care because of something they're not feeling well, or, or they're going to their OBGYN to have a checkup. And, they're told that they're in the stages of perimenopause and nobody actually understands what that means or what is that? Or like, is this menopause? I'm not menopause. I feel like I'm young. I don't like things are changing, but I don't get it. So I think just like a, a general definition is probably where we should start. And then we can dive into more of, you know, especially what's happening in the U S and with women these days, because it's different. Yeah. So perimenopause just simply means the time in and around menopause. Okay. And that can be literally anywhere from age 35 to age 50, because the typical woman starts to go into menopause between age 50 and age 55. And the definition of menopause is that you are not having a menstrual cycle for one whole year. So anything before that is going to get classified as perimenopause. And what are the symptoms? What can start happening at this stage of life, right? Hot flashes, anxiety, difficulty sleeping, 
Um, hair maybe starts thinning and falling out. Mood changes, fluctuations, cycle shortens, cycle lengthens, more cramps, more mood swings, maybe insomnia associated with the cycle. Digestive upset can also be fatigue, lots of fatigue. Fatigue probably is one of the most common things I hear about from women. Headaches yeah. can also happen with the hormonal shifts. And then vaginal dryness and decreased libido. About 3,000 women enter menopause in the U.S. each day. Okay, so all of those women were on the precipice. They were in the perimenopausal place. Um, and then they didn't have a period for a year and they went into menopause. And I think the, the most disconcerting thing that I hear about from women pretty regularly is Dr. Brazil, I don't feel like myself. I feel like my body mm -hmm. is changing. I looked in the mirror today and I don't know who this person is. I'm more stressed than I usually am. I'm reacting to things. I, I, normally, I would just let things roll off my back or I've gained weight, my body has changed, right? So, so many things are happening and I feel like it's really important for women to recognize, okay, things are changing. And I went to my conventional doctor, they told me I was in perimenopause, so what's my next step? Well, your next step is really to find a holistic practitioner who understands what's happening, right? Who has experience, who could guide you and help you navigate through these next steps. Because the truth is, is that what happens in perimenopause and some of the changes, they tend to get worse and they stick with us into menopause and beyond. And if we really understood what was happening and we knew how to help ourselves in our bodies, we could prevent those things. We could get up to speed with the new rules, right? The new perimenopause mm -hmm. and menopause rules that our body is functioning by, and we could really win the game. Absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, <laughs> you know, one of them being, so for me and with the women that I work with and, and same for you and part of why I'm really excited to have you on the show is, you know, I think I've tended to work with kind of the earlier subset of women who are, are still in that early perimenopause phase and not necessarily those who have actually also gone through it. So I'm really excited just to have that, that knowledge and, and interaction to bring to the show because it's, a significant portion of our population is, you know, if it's 3,000 women a day who are entering menopause, like, that's kind of a big deal. And, you know, with that, one of the things that really stuck out to me is, like, last week, I talked about thyroid. And so our thyroid, you know, if our thyroid is off, we can have a lot of those same symptoms. So do you have any recommendation or insight for women on how do I differentiate? Like, is this changes preparing menopause? I mean, for me, like, I treat it all the same. So it's, it's kind of not a, it's, I don't know that we really need to have that that distinction but you know for women who are wondering like okay is this this or is this my thyroid or you know what's going you know, it's on just, it's so it's it's so interesting because like as much as conventional medicine wants us to um really compartmentalize the body okay this is the thyroid gland okay this is perimenopause that means that's your 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 ovaries right but all the glands work together Right, and so we can't just, just focus on one thing. So one in every three women in menopause has a thyroid problem. Okay, that's yeah. huge. That's actually that 
astronomical numbers. And it's increasing. I mean, thyroid issues are on the rise. So it's usually not one thing. It's usually a compilation of things and all of the glands have to get addressed. So what are we talking about here, right? So we're looking at the hypothalamus and the pituitary in the brain, right? Acting on the thyroid, acting on the ovaries, and then also the adrenal glands. So the adrenal glands must be strong when a woman enters perimenopause into menopause because the adrenal glands are going to start producing some estrogen, some progesterone to offset the major hormonal drops once the ovaries start to slow down. And so we have to address everything as a complete picture and we can't just focus on one thing. Yeah, so she probably has a thyroid issue plus. Plus, yeah. Yeah, plus three, absolutely. Plus two, <laughs> plus three. I mean, it really depends. And that's why, you know, I know you're a big proponent. I call it self-care, but you call it the selfless syndrome of just really having women take better care of ourselves to set ourselves up for success as we enter this life stage. Because if you enter menopause with depleted adrenals, right? Mm-hmm. The adrenals cannot hit I call it ping pong. They play ping pong with the thyroid. So the adrenals hit the ball to the thyroid. The thyroid hits the, the ball back to the adrenals. If the adrenals are, are not playing the game because they're already low from a lot of stress, how long is the thyroid going to play ping pong with itself? Well, then the thyroid's going to get depleted as well. So you exactly. start to see how it all comes together. Yeah. And I know, you know, we can have the stress conversation too, because I, I started this series on hormones talking about cortisol and stress and the, you know, hypothalamus, pituitary and adrenal access, because those, those things all play in a role. And so it's, you know, it's interesting to see the continuity. I think so often it's such a Western medical thing. We want to compartmentalize, you know, each thing that's going on in our lives. And and one of my big goals with the show, and I know for you in practice and for me in practice is, you know, we have to look at it holistically and as a whole. And so often, you know, the solution to so many of our problems is, similar. We got to address stress and we got to make sure our liver is functioning and we have to, you know, do the things that are going to help our glands and our hormones and all those things function regardless of what stage we're in of life, because it it makes such a huge difference. Right. But if, you know, you're listening to this and let's say, you know, a woman's 45 right now and you know, you know, you haven't taken really good care of yourself. Just start today. Today is Mm -hmm. the day. Because whatever you will do today, again, is going to set you up for success for the next 15 or 20 years. So you're not behind the eight ball. You can still get in front of the eight ball and make those changes. It's really interesting because um, menopause is not a disease, right? It's a life transition. It's a transitionatory process as we move from our fertile years into our non-fertile years. And it's really a very deep spiritual time for women. Um, you know, and most of the time when, you know, cause women were so strong and we're in survival mode and we keep our heads down and we survive and we push through it. And you can do that, but then you're gonna end up at the other end with a lot of debris and fallout and not feel as good as you could have if you really put some time in now to work on yourself and thrive through this period. Yeah. 
So I like to say that the menopausal transition is, should really be a time from taking care of others into putting more time and focus into ourselves. Because generally by the time we've been on planet Earth for four decades, five decades, we have a lot of wisdom as women and we have a lot to share. And we're really entering this second part of our life. I mean, 50 more years, right? Yeah. And how do we want to be in those 50 years? How do we want to reinvent ourselves? How do we want to give back? How do we want to incorporate what we've learned through the first 40 or 50 and turn it into something bigger and greater? So it is really a very perfect time. I always say to women, you know, maybe you didn't make yourself a priority, but you are now and it's the perfect time. It is. Yeah. And so two things there. I love, you know, it's never too late to start. Like we have the ability to, to take control again, to be proactive with our health at any point. You've never, you know, and not to say you've never gone too far, but like you can always start to do things to improve yourself. And we're kind of skirting around a conversation that I love to have, you know, with my, with my patients and just in general, which is around personal growth and our, you know, our spiritual connection and healing. So I think so many of us, as you are saying, we, we get to this stage of life where, you know, suddenly the kids are bigger and we, you know, maybe our careers is more stable and taken off and we're ready to, do something different, but we don't know how, like, we don't know how to, to make time for ourselves and to, you know, stop putting everybody else first. And we're constantly looking to fill that void somewhere. But when you're really able to bring the focus into yourself and, you know, grow as a person and an individual and really like step into who is this awesome, you know, woman in the second half of my, my life, you know, with all this wisdom, all this stuff going to be like, that's a really fun place to explore and, and be in. So I don't know if you have any words of wisdom or things you want to share on, on that front, but. Yeah, I mean, I, th I really want to talk to what the opportunity is for us as women as we transition into menopause. And yeah. then I think it's really important to speak to what happens when, when we don't and, and how far we fall short of our mark and to impact not just our lives and the world, but the people who love us. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Joan, Joan Boroshenko, she kind of took that um, maiden mother crone. Mm -hmm. It's like an archetype thing. And it's, she turned it into maiden mother guardian crone. So the menopausal time period, like I'm getting goosebumps right now. Yeah. It's so amazing. It's so powerful. But this menopausal time period is the guardian phase. And she speaks really strongly into how we as women really step into our power because we're losing a lot of energy menstruating every single month, right? We're losing a lot. Yeah. Of, right? We're losing hard-earned blood that our body had to make, lots of <laughs> right. nutrients, lots of minerals. It takes 80% of our immune function just to menstruate, right? I mean, it's yeah. like, it's a huge deal. So when we take that back, right? it's really this deeply spiritual time to say, okay, it's time for me now. It's time to gather all the knowledge, the wisdom I've had, and how do I repurpose that and serve the world with it? Because as women, we're nurturers, right? We're right. Doers, and we can continue giving, giving, giving to, to depletion, or we could take that time to come back to ourselves to really say, how can I give 
in a bigger way. And so that's really what we're looking like is like, how can we serve our communities? How can I serve my family? Like how, how can we um, get, a, get a new system in place so I can help myself and help the world? Absolutely. And I love that. And it's been really fun for me just being in practice and being, you know, on the journey with women in that time period of, you know, I've, I've seen women transform their career, or finally write the book or, you know, like, it's just, it's cool. Like, it's really fun to see the stuff that comes out of this time period. And I think it's important to acknowledge, you know, for so many women, menopause becomes this negative thing. It's like, you know, it, it's somehow we're losing a part of ourselves, even though we all complain about menstruating all the time and, you know, being fertile maybe longer than we want to or, or whatever it is. It's, you know, we we've can, I think we can feel like we've lost part of self. Obviously, I'm um, on the earlier spectrum of this because I'm only 35, but, um, you know, I, I get this, it's like, well, what's happening to me? This feels weird. And I love what you're sharing in that, you know, there's something really empowering about this time and, you know, really like we aren't losing our identity as women or anything. We're stepping into like the, you know, the next thing. So I, I'm just excited about that. And how do you want the next 50 years to be? Um, you know, and it it was interesting because I had a woman that I was helping with her health issues and she said to me, you know, um, would you mind if my husband came in, if my husband became a patient of yours, I think he's got some things that you can really help him with. So as, as the husband came in, he started sharing with me about his own personal experience with his mother, about how mm-hmm. she went, you know, cause he said, you know, I'm really happy that you're helping women with balanced hormones. And, and um, he said, you know, my mother, she had a horrible period, she had heavy bleeding and she ended up going for a hysterectomy. And, you know, it was, she was a single parent. It was just my brother and I, and, um, and she completely changed after that. Like, I feel like I lost my mother. She became irritable and moody and I just couldn't talk to her. Like I wanted to, she was tired all the time. And he was like, I just really feel like it hurt our relationship because our relationship was never the same after that like she wasn't the same person and you know clearly it's because she had some hormonal issues that weren't properly addressed she needed to go for surgery which surgery probably fixed her fibroid issue and her bleeding issue but it didn't really correct the underlying problem then they most likely took her ovaries which threw her into surgical menopause um but the impact it had to him was so startling, right? So now he has his own family, his own children, um, that he still recalls the dramatic shift. And so women are out there, and I know that women are struggling, right? Because I talk to them every single day. I mean, just feeling like, some women tell me they feel like they're dying inside. They're just dead, like with the changes. And mm-hmm. I want to encourage all of you, if you're a woman, you're listening to this, or you know someone who is really having a hard time, please encourage them to take a listen to this and understand that it's, it's your suffering, but also the family is suffering and the people that you love are suffering. And there's another way. You don't have to push through it and just survive. There is hope for you and you can find the right practitioner and you can get the answers and you can turn it around. And I, you know, I talk to women, but I also talk to their spouses 
all the time. And, you know, initially spouses are, they're a little hesitant to share, but as we move on to the conversation and she's really talking about how she's feeling and I can relate to it, you know, and, and sometimes the spouse is right there and he knows, and sometimes I have to help him get there and say, you know what, this is really what she's got going on. It's, you know, and when we help a woman through this, when we help her through this, she will get stronger and the relationship strengthens and the family strengthens. So it's important to take the time, you know, as women to say, you know what, I really need help and get the help. Absolutely. And I know that can be something that is so hard for us to do as women is, you know, acknowledge that, hey, I need help. And I need to make some time for me. Like, you know, generally it's, I, I talk about like that big, you know, life hits us somehow and knocks us off of our normal game. And, you know, we suddenly can't do the things that we're used to doing. And it takes that to get us there. So if you're not at that point yet and you're listening to this, be proactive. And I know we were talking before we started about, you know, really wanting to focus on how, how do we be proactive through this time? And, and we've alluded to some things, but, um, you know, what, what are kind of like the top things that you would say women should do as we're approaching this age of, you know, perimenopause, you know, maybe we're getting into our, our fourth and fifth decades. What is the most important steps that we can take? Yeah. So I would say that there, there is a good rule of thumb for a successful menopausal transition. And it is, um, many things that I would say you, Dr. Alice, you talk about all the time and probably your, your listening audience already knows, but the key is to do it consistently and do it for you. Um, and smile when you're doing it because it's really important. <laughs> so, um, the first one is to take time for yourself so that there's me time in every day. And that could be in the, the morning, whether you're doing some type of stretching or exercise or a morning walk, it could be in the evening, it could be, hey, this is mom's quiet time. It just has to be there. There cannot not be enough time for you because it's your life yeah. and, your, and you make the schedule. So exercise regularly, especially with what's been happening this year. I just tell people, hey, if you can't do anything, you just need to go on a 20 minute walk. Yeah. A 20 walk. Right. So it's keeping exercise consistent on the schedule. It's keeping a consistent bedtime routine. So what time do you go to bed? Keep it consistent. And then um, I believe that you talk a lot about sleep hygiene. I talk a lot about sleep hygiene, which is if you're having trouble sleeping, you need to reach out and get some help ideally from a holistic perspective, because without good sleep, then each day you set yourself up for a little bit more failure and less energy yeah. and just a non-productive day. And that's really depleting over time. So exercise, sleep, real food. You know, I say, you know, cancer survivors need to be eating at least five servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. And that's the minimum. I call it five to thrive. So at least five servings of fruits and vegetables, and you can shoot for more than that. You can play a game. How many can we get? Yeah. If you have kids, we always play the game. Like how many servings of fruits and vegetables did you get today? <laughs> right? and they always want to try to one up you. So um, it's a great little thing you could do with your spouse or with your family or just for yourself that you play that game. 
I think it is important. I mean, considering that fatigue is in the top three things that I hear about every, with every single woman, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that looking at some level of adrenal support because we're all under stress. It's all stress just takes on all different forms and supporting the adrenals and helping them, which helps us manage our daily stress response, but keeps them strong so that when we move into perimenopause and menopause, we actually have some reserves there. And you know what? Supporting your adrenals can even save your thyroid. Yeah, absolutely. and keep you from going down that road. Let me see what else I've got here. You know, if you're overdoing the wine, like a lot of people overdoing the alcohol this year with all the stress, let's just really start cutting back. You know, I just say, you know, you just got to know that more than two glasses of alcohol a night is going to increase your breast cancer risks. And every woman going into menopause is going to have an increased risk of breast cancer, right? So we want to really cut back on that. And the importance about being proactive about taking good care of yourself on a daily basis will set us up to not get some of these things that are really rob us of our quality of life in perimenopause and menopause. So the three risk factors for menopause are osteoporosis, which is bone thinning, right? Breast cancer risk goes up and then also heart disease. Yeah, heart disease risk then becomes parallel to that of men once women get into menopause. So it becomes equal, you know, Um, and we can offset these things. What else can we offset? Well, achy joints, right? So that we feel Mm -hmm. more lubricated and less stiff, uh, less body pain. Yeah. You know, better sleep, keep our hair on our head right? Because it's like one third of women, you know, it's like one in three women have a, a thyroid problem in menopause, but women in menopause tend to lose one third of our hair too. Yeah. So keep more hair on our head, urinary health. So increase of urinary tract infections goes up. So if we're proactive with that, we won't have to deal with that. And then mm-hmm. keep our libido strong and yeah. help with the hormonal balance there so we can keep our relationship strong. And that is so important it is yeah that's key yeah so what um, else would you add to some of those <laughs> i know we've covered a lot of stuff already. Yeah. um let's talk real briefly and then i think we'll we'll kind of wrap up from here because i don't want to completely overwhelm people but you know i and i'm sure you've come across lots of women these days who have had a hysterectomy and you know there's lots of different reasons to get to that point but for those women you know one of the questions i get all the time is can I still support my body naturally, you know, with menopause, with with any of this, if I've had a hysterectomy, it's like, we think like, well, parts are gone. So I'm just screwed and I have to take hormones for the rest of my life or whatever it is. So what, what input do you have on that? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. And obviously it's very difficult to group people and just say, you know, generally that this is what it is because every single person is an individual. So let's say a woman has a hysterectomy pretty early in life where she loses her ovaries. And the biggest issue with that is the, the risk to bone health. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really, you know, if you're going into menopause at 35 because of surgical menopause because of a hysterectomy and typically you would go in at 55 that's 20 
whole years then that you're deficient in hormone that could be helping to support bone health. And so we really have to look at that. You know, what is a woman's size? Is she very petite? You know, or is she bigger boned? And what is her, her bone density? But women will lose the greatest amount of bone in the first five years entering menopause. Um, if a woman has had a hysterectomy and she has minimal symptoms, it just depends. You know, I like to gauge hot flashes, night sweats, like severity. Are we talking about mild? Are we talking about moderate? Or are they really severe? Um, and then that's generally how I gauge, you know, would bioidentical hormones be a good choice for this woman? I mean, it really comes down to a a dialogue between you and your doctor. And you have to have a doctor that you really trust and you can be 100% open with. And a doctor has a lot of experience because I would say that as bioidentical hormones have become more popular in the last five years, even 10 years, many um, even MDs are prescribing them. They're hopping on, you know, they're becoming hormone doctors. Um, Mm -hmm. But unfortunately in the last, you know, even couple months of this year, I've run into many women who just felt like they were uh, kind of guinea pigs, you know? Yeah. You yeah. Don't want to be a hormonal guinea pig. No. Yeah, you need to be able to find somebody who knows what they're doing and you can trust and, you know, you can have that conversation with. And I know you and I function in the non Western medical world, which, you know, tends to be more open to to dialogue and to, you know, more of a partnership with a a physician and with your doctor rather than, oh, just do this and I'll see you for five minutes, you know, every six months or or whatever it is. Um, You know, we could talk a little bit about hormones too. There are still two two camps, two hormonal camps choices. There are synthetic hormones and bioidentical hormones. Synthetic hormones are, you know, more pharmaceutical, they're, they're chemical based, they are not the exact match as the hormones that we produce. Right. When a woman replaces with bioidentical hormones, they are the exact match. So they, you know, have less side effects, and they're more easily metabolized by the system, which is good. Um, you know, usually when I meet with a woman, she tells me, you know, I'm interested in hormone replacement. I'm not, I had a bad experience. I have a risk, family risk of breast cancer or something like that. And then we really just have to navigate to help her get to where she wants to go. Um, And the path for each woman is different. It doesn't mean that everyone needs hormone replacement. There are many tools in mother nature's toolbox that can help balance hormones, offset symptoms, build bone, right? Decrease heart disease risk, keep your hair on your head. Many, you know, decrease inflammation. None of those things require prescription medications. That is very true. And they're applicable to anybody, anytime. So <laughs> largely what I talk about on the show and, you know, and with my clients and, and I know you do too. So, um, so let's say somebody wants to get in touch with you. Where, where would they go? Where can they find out more about Dr. Andrea Purcell? Yeah, probably my website, which is just www drandreapurcell.com. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes. And before we wrap up, any any parting words of wisdom, advice, or anything you want to leave our listeners? Yeah, I just want to do like a quick recap here. So Mm -hmm. um, for everyone listening, menopause is not a disease. Okay. It's a life transition. 
and it doesn't end. We don't get out of menopause. Many women think, oh yeah, I went through the change and that's over, right? But then she shows up in my office, she's 60 years old and her hair is falling out. And I'm like, well, this is menopausal hair loss. And she said, but I went through all that. So sometimes women think that if there are no hot flashes or none of the obvious symptoms that it's not menopause. But the truth is that our hormones are not going to come back. And our body is shifting into this um, deeper way of becoming more spiritually aware and mm. honing all of the skills that we've got in the first part of our life. And it's just really important to get up to speed with the new rules as the body is changing to help your body so that you can have a great second part of your life. I love it. And I, I love the whole idea of new rules and, you know, just really stepping into our power in this new stage of life. So thank you so much for, you know, bringing that to the table and just, just sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. Of course. I'm happy to share with your listeners. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Purcell. And we will see everybody next week. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.